0: What's up? What's happening?
1: And welcome back to another episode of DMT Don't Miss This Podcast. I'm Sam Butler sitting across from me is a very special guest host, cause Jack's fucking ass just couldn't be here. Jacob beta friend of the show, big, big, big supporter. <laughs> big supporter. Where
0: is Jack again? In, he
1: is in so Michigan visiting his uncle but he's gonna go up to seattle to visit his uh, grandma oh. so i don't know how long he's actually gonna be gone so i figured you know i'll get you on i'll get carl on bank a couple episodes but i love talking to you bud right yeah. so happy to have you here uh excited to be here yeah <laughs> first time long time <laughs> No, you've been on before. You know how it goes. We just sort of fucking wing it on this show. We bullshit. We have a good time. And uh, today, we actually have something to talk about.
0: Indeed we do. Indeed we do. So, I, I, what do you say? Let's just let's just get into it. Welcome
1: to the dance floor, boys.
0: Yes, indeed. Welcome to the dance floor, Your boys. Your timing on that has gotten so good. I've gotten
1: so much better. It takes practice, but I've gotten better. <laughs> like, uh, it, the, the, the thing I want to get the hang of now is hitting it right on the beat. The perfect mm-hmm. time. To drop it out, but you know you can't be perfect.
0: You're gonna have to listen to that loop one billion times in a row. <laughs> and just be like, and now, damn it, I memorizing missed. Memorizing the exact. Fuck, moment. I missed. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking whoops.
1: <laughs> so, Jay, we were uh, we were you know texting a little bit. Uh, we because I I watched a movie on your recommendation, Guns Akimbo, with uh, Daniel Radcliffe, and like first and foremost, I mean, what a movie! That was oh, just Good yeah. fun. It was it was wild. It was wild. I mean, he's running around half naked with pajamas and slippers on with uh, two pistols bolted to his hands. He
0: looks like an absolute junkie.
1: Yep. the entire movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's just so weird after, you know, growing up with eight Harry Potter movies to hear him do a pretty flawless American accent.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember if he had an accent in that, like, Now You See Me 2 movie or not.
1: He was in that? Yeah. No way. Oh, yeah. A movie about magic, and they got Daniel fucking Radcliffe in Indeed it. Indeed, they
0: did. And he's a bad guy in it. <laughs> Even better. It was perfect. I, and, uh... Who's, who's Alfred again in the Nolan trilogy? Oh, uh, Michael Caine. Yes. Michael Caine. Him and Daniel Radcliffe were the bad guys in that movie. That's wild. Yeah. I should
1: see that. I should check it out. Oh, wait, yeah, no, now I remember actually something that, uh... He was in that, and it was conditional that he uh, said to the filmmakers that they would, they should, and never will make him have a wand
0: in it. Of course. <laughs> and it's like that makes that checks out, you know. His character was responsible for none of the magic in that show, unfortunately. That's even
1: funnier. <laughs> just get Harry Potter in here to do nothing magic wise, but uh, no, it's still, it just blew me away with that Guns Akimbo movie that. Uh, that was Samara Weaving. Like I got always like halfway through it because I was watching it on Amazon, and you know Amazon owns IMDb, of so course. every every time you pause it, it'll flash up people up there and it said Samara Weaving. I'm Like get the fuck out of here. I guess I can see it kind of. Just she doesn't have any eyebrows.
0: Yeah, that really throws off a person like completely.
1: Yeah, you never realize how much a uh, person or at least. Uh, it goes towards facial recognition, the the eyebrows, because you never
0: think about it. They're eyebrows. It's so unsettling when someone doesn't have them.
1: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, just I'll go ahead and try it out. Just shave everything clean. Just be like, uh, I'm a burn victim.
0: You'll look like um. There's a show that I'm watching right now, Black Lightning. They have this guy that looks kind of like the. Who isn't Barry? I can't remember his name. Oh, no, ho, Hank. Yeah, yeah, yep. He's in that. No, it's someone that looks almost exactly oh. like him. But
1: yeah, because no, he was actually on The Flash. Yeah, he played that villain who turned into gas. Yeah, you know? that that was pretty funny. Which, I mean, we can talk about it. Have you been caught up on this season of The Flash at
0: all? No. Uh, No, I I started watching Black Lightning instead of The Flash.
1: Yeah, and all I've seen with Black Lightning was when he crossed over on Crisis on Infinite Earths and learns that his entire world has been destroyed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was an exciting thing Yikes. Yikes. But, um... Sorry about
1: that. I'm thirsty as shit today. But, uh, no. This season of The Flash, I... I think I watched the season premiere and I was pissed because like after Crisis on Infinite Earths, it just felt like they were lollygagging super fucking bad. And they trapped Iris in this mirror dimension with this other woman, like whatever the mirror master or whatever she's called. And then they ended the season without getting her out, and I was pissed. And then I watched the first episode, and she still is in the fucking mirror by <laughs> oh the end God. of it. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm ever going to get back into this show again, I'm going to skip to the episode where they get her the fuck out. Because it's the worst fucking plot I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> right. What bothers me the most is how that's completely tricked Barry. Like, Iris knew the second that he was taken over by Blood... Uh, What was it? Blood... But- I was about to say blood Blood sport. Yeah, Yeah, blood 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 work. work.
1: Yeah, blood sport, blood shot. You know, there's all these blood people out (laughs) here. There's too much blood. There's too
0: much blood. Yeah, no, she noticed that immediately, and he wasn't even acting that different. No! And he's been fooled for, like, months. Yeah, he's (laughs) such an idiot,
1: and he's been spending this entire series in complete head-over-heels love with her, and he couldn't tell. Like, that that was the hardest buy-in for that, and you're just like, you know what? Fuck this show. They
0: are all terrible people.
1: You know? Yeah. And, I mean, I guess... It was kind of creative that they had Arrow sacrifice himself so Supergirl and Flash could survive, but they're not doing anything with it. No, they're not. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. What you just kind of like, what do we do now? Because they set up from episode one, Crisis is coming, and you're like, ooh, Barry's going to die. And it's like, oh, I guess Oliver takes his place and Supergirl's place because both of them die in the comics. But uh, yeah, no, they, it, it's been such a fucking like, heel drag. Since then.
0: They just had no more money to write actual story for the rest of these Oh yeah. And
1: dude, I uh, I actually found this clip because I was scrolling through and the Flash page on Instagram that I follow posted it and it's like him and reverse flash, which it's just like how many times are they gonna bring him back? You know? Infinite times. Yeah. Eobard thought invincible unkillable he will come back
0: <laughs> he's fought Barry so many times throughout the course of Barry's life and then like finally goes back to the start mm-hmm. so then we just get to see all of these previous versions yeah these of the uh
1: what, what are they called uh time remnants or whatever
0: no that was his past so like that all still has to happen for him because oh because
1: the yeah okay
0: yep <laughs> uh
1: yeah but it was him and Barry fighting Godspeed but they're using their lightning as lightsabers, yeah. basically. And I was just like, what the fuck is this show doing anymore? <laughs> what are we doing,
0: man? Yeah, I, like whenever I watch those shows, I'm like, so this is going to be garbage in so many ways. <laughs> so I'm just going to enjoy it.
1: It's Yeah, it's, it's turn your brain off fucking junkie TV. But I'm like, I did not appreciate that they turned this thing into a fucking soap opera now.
0: I, don't talk shit about my stories. <laughs> yeah, my stories. <laughs>
1: I thought hurricane season was over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like when you first made that comparison, it like gave me flashbacks of when I was a kid and my my grandma would watch soap operas all the time. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, it's funny too, because you think about it, like Fast and Furious franchise has turned into a soap opera now at this point where it's like, uh, we'll give Michelle Rodriguez amnesia and Vin Diesel has to help her remember through the power of love. And then also... Uh, Vin Diesel has a surprise brother that he never has talked about, even though he's all about the family. And it's like, what else are they going to do? Like, he's, he's got his dad still alive. Like, what, Kurt Russell's his dad or something like that? They'll, they'll do something crazy like that. I haven't paid attention to that, like, since Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, it's probably when you should stop. <laughs> See, I started with Fast and Furious 6, and then I've been up until 9, I haven't seen still. <laughs> I haven't even seen Fast 5. Or anything previous.
0: That's probably for the best. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because at this point in the franchise, I mean, they're super people with cars. Like, their cars are an extension of themselves, you know. Like, uh, in the trailer for F9, you see Vin Diesel literally take the car, wrap it onto, a, a, like, a rope bridge, and then swing it across Tarzan-style and nail it. And you're just kind of like, all right. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, why not uh, fucking put a, put a rocket ship on a car or just strap a rocket to a car and crash it through a satellite, why don't you? Theoretically,
0: this is possible. It is. <laughs> we only ask what if here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're Jeffrey Wright. We're just as- asking what if.
0: We're the Watchers. <laughs> I love that they started that like an episode of Twilight Zone. Me too. <laughs> I really enjoy that. Thanks, Windows Security. That's the only thing I don't like about Windows. <laughs> oh, the amount of update
1: things? It's pretty funny, actually, because, like, that sound... I'll hear it through the floor in my dad's office and it's like, he'll be trying to send an email or something like that. And he gets like, blood-lood, blood-lood, blood-lood. God fucking damn it. Piece of shit. And I'm like, "That's where I get it, man. That's where I get it. <laughs> That's how I feel at work so many times. <laughs> just flip the
0: desk. Or like the, the ringtone for like a team's meeting call. <laughs> like it, it's just so distinct. Yeah, I hear the, it in the hallway. Uh, and I'm like, Oh God, no.
1: Like the, the Skype theme song. Yeah, because <laughs> so I'll rec- hear that through the floor, too.
0: It's so recognizable. Yep. I don't even want to do like an impression it.
1: of him. Everyone knows. And you're just like, oh, fucking Skype meeting. Damn it!" <laughs> oh, man. So, Jabeta Boy, uh, you know, I, I made it uh, uh, clear to you now that uh, I know what, uh, uh, you know, little surface-level stuff about GameStop and oh, GameStop, okay. uh, the, the, the Wall Street issue the stock yeah yeah the, the game stock that's it <laughs> games the game stonk game stonk <laughs> there you go uh but i'd love to hear your insight of it cuz my background really all i know from it is that uh that uh this guy that i worked with at insomnia who was just a day trader and just would not shut like one of these people where it's like hey man i'm clearly watching something and you're trying to talk to me about stocks when i don't know shit about it so I don't actually like, care how good you did yesterday as far as day trading and shit.
0: They make, like, awkward contact. They like, grab your shoulder. It's like, let me tell you about how my portfolio is
1: doing. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I don't know my way around the market, if you know what <laughs> I mean. It's
0: all unrealized, but, like, I'm up <laughs> quite a bit.
1: You know, they call me the uh, the Wolf of Denver, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> it
0: just always reminds me of that Eric Andre, like, cold open to uh, his show. Where it's just him, like, in front of Wall Street. And he's like, buy it. I don't know. Then sell it. And, just <laughs> <laughs> and this just And this guy walking by is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> buy it. I don't know. Sell it. <laughs> <laughs> that show is so perfect. It is. It
1: really is. Like, it's, it's a little bit of jackass and, like, Tim and Eric a little bit. You know, with how fucking out there the humor
0: is. Right.
1: Have you watched I Think You Should Leave on Netflix? No, not yet. It's... Hilarious, like it's that level of outrageously bizarre, but still funny. You know? Oh yeah. So check that out. You can actually rip through both seasons in like a day because each episode's like sixteen minutes long. Oh
0: yeah, no, that's yeah. not bad at all. I might have to watch that now. I have to binge watch that. I, I just yeah. like finished watching uh, like those Vox Explained um, like docu series where they do a different one each episode.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the the Cults and Viruses one, Ooh. and uh, both of those were very interesting.
0: I watched the stock market one. Yeah, for all these reasons. <laughs> well, tell
1: lay it on me. Let's dish about okay. GameStop.
0: <laughs> well, um, I guess I don't even know where to like start this. Way. Yeah, I sound like a okay. So well, I all I this. know about it was
1: like <laughs> somebody at a hedge fund shorted GameStop, and everyone on the internet took that and made it a meme, and then ran with it to say, "Hey, fuck you guys."
0: Okay. And uh, so
1: people started buying game stock, stock, and it just, like, skyrocketed the price and totally fucked over the head funds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess to explain a little bit about, like, what short selling is and why they got themselves into this weird predicament is...
1: <laughs> You're gonna, you got to watch Margot Robbie explain it from a bathtub. <laughs> exactly. No, that's,
0: that's the only way I can learn. <laughs> they just get people doing deep fakes of, of like, her talking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just get Margot Robbie in it. So, yeah, what they did is, like... They just borrow shares from, like, uh, an entity that supposedly owns them, kind of like, basically retail. Okay. Like retail routes almost all of their trades through these hedge funds. So, what they do is they just borrow them from a different hedge fund, really? and then they sell these shares on the market. So, now there's, like, twice the amount of those same shares in the market. And then they can infinitely profit off this if they drop the price of the stock. Mmm.
1: So that by, is some real scumbag shit. Oh yeah. Oh so god. So by selling all Ugh. of
0: these stocks back into the market, they also artificially lower the price. So they're almost guaranteed to profit off of it. But yeah. Since they do everything off of like, um, like buy and sell dates, so like on contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh. Lost my train of thought. So they do everything on contracts, and so they're not like really strategically selling it. So they're just trying to get the price down by a certain date in order to, like, maximize their profits. But mm. if retail happens to, like, start just buying all of these stocks up and raising the price above what they initially sold the market at, they start losing tons of money. Okay. So basically what happened was they had all these stocks that they borrowed for, like, $0.10 cents or something, like, something ridiculously low. Wow. So the stock was trading at, like, $4 a year ago, and now it's at $160. <laughs> So, yeah, at its height, it touched $500 once everyone, like, got on board with it, once they realized just how, like, over-leveraged these hedge funds were Mm -hmm. with this stock specifically, and then a bunch of other, like, other stocks, like AMC and BlackBerry. Right,
1: because AMC was the other one that they were doing the shit to. Oh, yeah. Which, it was kind of stupid, because, I mean, like, AMC... Is bouncing back currently. So, <laughs> but, uh, so everybody who invested in AMC, they're probably doing okay. Oh yeah. Until, you know, Delta comes around.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll see.
1: Shuts everything
0: back like, down. Part of me is like skeptical that some of this Delta scare is just needing to be maintained until like after this financial crisis.
1: Yeah. Cause I, here's my thing is that, The news, the mainstream media, and all this shit is just blowing it up because it's like, what else are they going to talk about? What else are they going to strike fear into your heart with to get your views? And it's like, it's out of fucking control. Oh, yeah. It's (laughs) out of control. I'm I'm sure, yes, it's serious, but it's nowhere near as serious as they're making it out to be. Exactly. And just by hyping it up spikes the panic, which is going to fucking ruin more businesses.
0: Oh, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. And so, then, then they'll be like, oh, look at all of this, like, problems that COVID is causing when it's really, like, them causing the problems. Yeah. And trying to cover it up. <laughs> like, they're kind of trying to do that with, I saw an article today, like, this whole Afghan situation is causing the stock market to drop right now. Really? Like, is that, is that real? Or are you just, like, posting this because you need to, like, save face for these hedge funds? Right, right. Yeah. they've been. They're tired. crashing. Oh yeah, and it's n- it's their fault. Oh yeah, it's not
1: the Taliban's fault. Yeah, what 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 would for the investing in Afghanistan even be like? Yeah, exactly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about a New York crisis being, uh, you know, taken over by a couple terrorists. What? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, if you think about it from a certain point
0: of view, they are the terrorists. They are the ter- the financial the terrorists. Yeah,
1: the <laughs> financial terrorists who have to do massive amounts of cocaine to even cope and keep up with the shit.
0: Oh yeah, no, like every time you see their eyes, they're just only pupils. Sell 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 sell. Then buy it. Then sell it. I know
1: Oh my god. So um with the GameStop thing, what I want to know is how it's affected actual like GameStop, like the company itself. Cause like they they went through like a massive spike in their stock value. Did it affect their company proceedings at all?
0: Oh yeah, they've been they have this like entire plan to completely restructure their company. So they got like uh, the creator of Chewy. I don't know if you've heard of them, mm-hmm. like the dog. I group. ordered
1: dog toys. Ah,
0: well, that's perfect. So he's the one that came up with Chewy, and now he's the chairperson at GameStop. Really? Yeah. So back in april and in june they offered like share offerings at the market and raised like 1.6 billion dollars and paid off all of their long-term debt and have started buying up uh like warehouses for uh all of their stuff really and then they're also trying to get into the e-gaming like area since apparently that's supposed to grow by billions of dollars like year over year now.
1: I can believe that. And and also too, like they have to d- change it with our entire fucking business structure because nobody I know buys discs games anymore. It's all digital at this point.
0: And it's interesting that you bring that up because they are also um, developing an NFT. Um, so like non fungible. Oh, token, really? Uh, on top of the Ethereum coin in order to potentially do exactly that. So you could buy and sell like digital games. Just like you would discs.
1: Interesting. I don't dislike that thought, but also they're also if you sell it to GameStop, they're still only gonna give you like four bucks on a game that you bought <laughs> brand new. Yeah, yesterday. they're just gonna gouge you with Yeah, it. they're still gonna gouge the shit out of you. But yeah,
0: I don't know. They just they seem to have like this really nice plan and they obviously can't reveal too much about it just because obviously they don't want like Amazon stealing from them. Yeah. They're trying to take on Amazon now. Base Okay. They, well, yeah. good luck. Oh no, I, I I have full confidence that they can do it. Just because, like, he already did that at Chewy, like he completely like took all of the A dog, the pet dog food.
1: toys and pet food and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: most people think of Chewy rather than Amazon for dog food. That's true. That's
1: pretty. That's a pretty big, uh, big move there.
0: So yeah, I, I mean, like, I'm confident that he can effectively run GameStop in a completely new direction and actually capitalize on this because it seems like he has like the employees and the shareholders' best interests at heart. Okay. Rather than just trying to personally profit.
1: Well, that's that's good. I like that. I like oh, yeah. the sound of that. I've never been much of a fan of GameStop after I realized how much money I was losing to them <laughs> when I was trying to resell games and shit. But uh, if this guy has that uh, that stance and opinion, then go for it, man! Like uh, take take down the big Jeff Bezos. Yeah, exactly.
0: We yeah. don't need him going to low uh, upper atmosphere anymore. We, yeah, low orbit. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It wasn't was, even it that. Was literally just upper atmosphere. <laughs>
1: And he 100% banged his brother in that rocket. There's no way he
0: did it. Yeah, that, that's like a certainty. We all knew that that was going to happen going in. He's, he's definitely a brother fucker. I just love, like, the comparisons between him and Dr. Evil. Too. I know, I
1: know. Like, it, his brother, if he was just a little bit shorter, he'd be as mini-me. That would be
0: hilarious.
1: God, because exactly that. He's a fucking bald, evil megalomaniac who uh, has a dick-shaped rocket.
0: <laughs> I just want to know, like, he had to have known that that looked like a penis, and he still decided to go through with this.
1: Oh, I think that, that uh, you know, further emboldened his decision to do that. He's like, I'm sending my my space dick up in the sky, and
0: everyone's going to have to look at it. So all you pores have I'm to witness my Jeff dick above you.
1: Yeah, and it's like 25 years ago, this dude was a nerd selling books. Yeah, he should have stayed that way. Yeah. Because it was like what I texted you. Just imagine how his wife felt throughout his entire genesis. Just being like he was this nerd with a full head of hair trying to just sell books online or resell books, you know, for students because their books are so expensive. So let's give it an option. And then he ends up getting swept up by these people who obviously this is just what happens when companies get that big where they're just sort of like uh, – Higher demand, you know, start branching out. You can sell more than just books, Bezos. You can sell way more than just books. Like, you just get surrounded by those kinds of people that inflate your ego while also trying to drive down worker conditions to maximize profits. And it's like that inevitably happens with every single fucking company at a certain point. Or, or you know, this is the uh, the new American dream. You come up with a great idea, you get it off the ground running, and then you sell it to somebody, or else they will crush you with okay. whatever legal safe way they can come up with a new way to do what you do.
0: Right? Yeah. With no, the no, capital like, to back it. Uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. That show exactly like uh, visualized that.
1: Yeah, it was it was Huli uh, trying to do the uh, middle out algorithm. Right. You know. <laughs>
0: Do you know how long it would take to jerk off every guy in this room? Because I do. Because I do. (laughs) Uh,
1: Work out the algorithm. (laughs) How many dicks can you jerk off at one time? Four, maybe five. (laughs) Oh my god. Because yeah, no, that's it's it's actually just kind of real depressing that nothing is not more attention is being. Like, pay to. It. So, for example, I saw a Free Guy on Sunday.
0: Oh, okay. How which
1: was it? it was pretty good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. But, uh, you know, when we saw The Suicide Squad, they already spoiled it where he fights Dude, <laughs> who's the big, jacked up, stupid Ryan Reynolds. And in that sequence, I mean, spoiler alert, but, uh you know, he's beating the shit out of Guy. And Guy gets his glasses and is able to equip a shield, and it's Captain America's shield. And the Avengers theme song comes on. Then his arm turns into Hulk's arm. And he punches Dude, basically. And funny enough, it cuts to uh, Chris Evans sitting watching the whole thing on his phone in a, in a diner. And he just goes, what the shit? <laughs> and then it cuts back to Guy. And then he pulls out a lightsaber. And the Star Wars theme song comes on. I'm like, man, this, this is like the heaviest Disney flex I've ever seen. Like, they they definitely, because Free Guy had been sitting at 20th Century Fox for, you know, the entire acquisition
0: deal. Yeah, it was supposed to come out, like, a solid year ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, they definitely went into reshoots just so they could just plug their properties right into it. It was like Space Jam, except not as shitty. Okay,
0: well, I I can live with that.
1: Yeah, you know, and it was actually really, dude, the cameos in that movie were out of control. I need to see this movie. It's fun. (laughs) It's real fun. But the cameos, I mean, we're talking... Hugh Jackman, Dwayne Johnson, Channing Tatum, Chris Evans—the cameos are crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this one. How, yeah,
0: how was uh Jodie Comer in that?
1: Oh, the uh, the woman. Yeah, she's actually really good.
0: Yeah, like uh, I really like that show Killing Eve. Who she like? She started. That's in. what she's from. Yeah. God, I was like, what has she been in? Yeah. So it's she was such in Killing a good Eve. Show. Gotcha.
1: Okay, I'll check because I've heard great things about it. That's on Hulu, right? Uh. Yeah. Got yeah, it.
0: she's like this, like, um, assassin. Yeah. She's like a psychopath. It's like her
1: and Sandra O, oh, right? Yep. Yeah, I'll check that out. I'll check it out. It's got, like, two seasons.
0: I think it's, I think it has three, and they're on their fourth right now. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that add that to the list. It's another Killing one you? of those things that is based off of a book
1: series. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, after Guns of kimbo I watched, uh, You Were Never Really Here, starring jo- Joaquin Phoenix. It was real solid movie. I mean, it, it gave it gives off like Taxi Driver vibes. It's very Taxi Driver esque, but the the very end of the movie has one of the most shock value moments I've ever seen in a movie. I was sitting down here, I just go, "Whoa, Jesus Christ!" My dad's like, "What happened? Are you
0: okay?" I'm like, I mean, he just uh, you know he did the thing. The, the, the movie man. The movie, the movie man. Movie. It took a. Turn.
1: (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. It it was not what I thought it was. Okay. (laughs) Winston, are you okay, buddy? Because you're whining quite a bit and we're trying to do a show here. Would you like to come here?
0: Come here. He's doing it so reluctantly. Like, I'm actually begging for your attention. Or get the pizza crust. I actually don't care. It's burnt.
1: (laughs) Whatever, buddy. Are you going to figure it out? No, he's looking at you for some kind of confirmation. <laughs> Can we help you
0: speak? To Use your words, Winston. What is the problem? You want to come up? You have to bully Winston. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess. I mean, the storm probably has given him a whole hell of a lot of anxiety.
0: No, he just... That's fair.
1: Yeah, eat the pizza crust, buddy. I don't know what what's up with him today come on man what is it i hope that's the right button it's not
0: give yeah. me a break
1: that's the right button <laughs> another, um
0: another movie that's kind of like in the same sort of vein as um the one you were just talking about
1: uh you were never really here yeah
0: uh it's good time with robert pattinson it's on netflix
1: is that the one where he's bald or not bald, blonde yeah yeah Okay, I've seen, yeah. like, pictures of it. I'll check that one out. I still have to watch The Lighthouse.
0: I need to watch that one, too. Yeah. I saw what his character looks like dressed up, but in color, and he looks like Mario. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, so in order for him to look like that in black and white, he literally dressed up like Mario. Mario. <laughs> That's
1: hilarious.
0: Because the hat, yeah, that, that,
1: like, Lighthouse hat from that era would be totally dead ringer for Mario. Yeah, so And they now, probably had to give him, like, brighter colors than he would normally wear because it was in black
0: and white, right? A little bit. I mean, they looked a little bit faded, but I don't know. It was just, like, the same color scheme as Mario. That's funny. That's real funny. So now <laughs> when you watch it, you'll just see him as Mario even though it's black and white. Yeah.
1: And then they had Willem Dafoe dressed up as Wario. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. It's a Wii, Wario! Um, yeah, I need to check that out. I just... Uh, the director, he did the witch, so I'm not entirely thrilled about that because I did not care for that movie. I haven't seen it. It have you seen Hereditary or Midsummer?
0: Uh, well, I'm not like a huge fan of horror movies. Me so either. Really.
1: But uh, so this guy Robert or Roger, one of the two Eggers, did the witch, and then I saw Hereditary and Midsummer, which were written and directed by Ari Aster and all three of those movies pissed me off because it's just so much fucking tension building the entire movie. And then the climax happens and you're like, that's it. That's my big release.
0: (laughs) This is what I would put myself through anxiety for.
1: You just gave me, yeah, the most (laughs) amount of fucking anxiety I've ever had a movie was watching Midsummer, And I'm just like, okay, can somebody killed, like get killed, please, please. Like, (laughs) can something happen? Because I am just losing it
0: right now. Yeah, no, those ones are ridiculous. I, I hate how they also, like, mix in jump scares in there because it's, like, it doesn't actually scare you. It yeah. It just, like, pops out and then you're just annoyed. Like, why am I still watching this movie? Yeah.
1: Did you go see The Nun with uh, Jack Joey and I? No. Oh, my God. So, talk about one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen because it was just trying way too hard with the jump scares and everything like that, and I was just laughing my ass off the whole movie. I was pissing off the whole theater, but it was just like, oh, this is so poorly executed. And also, none of the characters were in actual danger. Nobody died. Everyone was fine at the end. And then you also know, because if you've seen The Conjuring 2, that they don't even beat the nun because it shows up in The
0: Conjuring 2. So, (laughs) fuck you guys. What's even the point? What was the point? Exactly. (laughs) We just made this movie to, to, I don't know, get some money. Yeah, and they... Cast so
1: like Vera Farmiga is in the Conjuring series, and then they cast her little sister, uh Taïsa, Tys- Taisa. I think I I always say it Taisa, but Taisa, something like that. In okay. my head, yeah, that that about. makes sense. <laughs> Taisa to be the nun who goes up against the nun, and I'm like, why would you cast the younger sister of like a main character unless it's to be like a younger version of that character or that character's sister or daughter even? Like, why? <laughs> Why, why would you do that when it's like this character has no relation to Vera Farmiga's character?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's always annoying when they're just like, we'll just, we need to give this person a job. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. need an acting credit. Fuck it. Yeah, you know. We're doing her a favor by putting her in this movie. <laughs> I mean, she has her own, like, She does have her stuff, own. <laughs> but still, that just kind of, it feels that, that way.
1: It's so unnecessary. I, uh... Oh, uh, what was it? Uh... Have you watched uh, American Crime Story at all? The They the, the, like did O.J. Simpson season one and then uh, the assassination of Johnny Versace in season two. This season is going to be about Monica Lewinsky and Clinton. And oh. they cast Beanie Feldstein, who's Jonah Hill's little sister, to play Monica Lewinsky. And I'm like, is this nepotism? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't think Monica Lewinsky looks enough like Jonah Hill for this
0: to qualify. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I'd be interested to learn more about the entire thing. Yeah. Because I I really, like, don't know anything. (laughs) I just know that he was getting, like, a blowjob or something in the office. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like,
1: that OJ series, the only thing that I disliked about it was that fucking Cuba Gooding Jr. put no effort into making his body look like OJ Simpson. Uh-oh. He's short and like, you know, pretty average shape, dude. <laughs> average shape, just average shape. He's playing OJ, but they did the, the cool thing that I've only seen done one other time was um what Willem Dafoe does in American psycho when he's interviewing Christian Bale, Uh, the director, Mary Heron had him do, do it three different ways where it's like, he knows that Christian Bale killed uh Jared Leto. He doesn't know Christian Bale. Uh, killed Jared Leto, or he thinks I don't know. Maybe this guy killed him. So he did it that three ways, and then she cut it all together so that outside audience members don't know what he's thinking. Oh, that's and amazing. And they had Cuba Gooding Jr. play it that way, where it's like he killed Nicole Brown, or he didn't play kill Nicole Brown, and they cut it all together. So you're just like, I don't know if OJ did it, <laughs> huh. but uh, OJ definitely did it. Yeah, he definitely did it. <laughs> hey, Twitter world. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make that
0: a sound drop. <laughs> hey, Twitter world, it's me, O.J. I just can't believe that him and Bill Cosby are out of prison.
1: I know, and I think they should just move in together and start a show, I O.J. Can- and the Cos. I'd watch the reality sh- series that is that. That would be... So entertaining. <laughs> you would feel so morally bankrupt internally, but it would be so entertaining.
0: I don't see that as being any worse than watching the Kardashians.
1: Ah, that's fair. Yeah. Cause uh, or anything Caitlyn Jenner has done because she killed no chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> murdered somebody.
0: Completely just ran them over with a car. Did yeah. It, was that it? That no. So
1: he, and it was Bruce still, Bruce was driving down and was like distracted driving, looking at his phone or something like that. And then smashed into the back of this woman's car, pushed her out of the intersection, and she got T-boned and killed. Oh, shit. Yeah. And stunning and brave. Stunning and brave. Stunning you can't say anybody. anything wrong about Caitlyn Jenner, <laughs> even though vehicul- vehicular manslaughter is on her record. Jeez. And she didn't see a day in a jail cell. So, these are the celebrities we pick, people. These are our icons, our royal family. Really? Rich people get punished differently than the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah. In the the way that they don't get punished at all. Yeah, exactly. Unless they uh, know some fucked up information, in which case they get Epstein or John McAfee, for
0: example. (laughs) They get suicided.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to suicide the shit out of you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because, I mean, the John McAfee McAfee thing is crazy to me because he was just out there adamantly saying, if I turn up dead, I did not kill myself. I love my life and myself too much. I love eating shit <laughs> from the maids that I pay.
0: Oh yeah, no, I can imagine he really enjoyed his life and then
1: <laughs> I mean, like I only watched half of that documentary, uh, was it the wildlife of John McAfee or something like that? Yeah. And I mean, I had to tap out after it got to that part where the maids were explaining that he had a special hammock that he cut a hole into, paid them to shit in his mouth with. And I'm like. I- I- <laughs> and this asshole is installed on all of
0: our devices. Fuck you, Jonathan. You Bec- see, when you make a certain amount of money, you become eccentric rather than crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's eccentric. My bad. It's eccentric. <laughs>
1: yeah 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 no you you earn enough money and then you just go well what else can i do (laughs) fuck it i'll
0: I'll just buy this i'll
1: i'll hunt somebody i'll hunt a human being (laughs) the most dangerous game oh yeah exactly the most dangerous game is like you know what i'll start fucking kids (laughs) What else am I going to do with all this money? Okay. I'm not going to pay taxes on it.
0: <laughs> Obviously not. What do
1: you, what do you think I, this is? Who do you think I
0: am? <laughs> I make too much money to pay taxes. Yeah, get the fuck <laughs> out of here.
1: I, I, I robbed and stole and gutted people to earn this money. The honest way. <laughs> the honest <laughs> way. And I'm not going to let the government start doing it back to me. <laughs> but good Lord, man. I mean, because what was it, it was like... Um, I mean, Reagan was really the one to start it, the whole fuck show as far as trickle-down economics. What a fucking bullshit lie that is. And I still don't understand how the blue-collar, regardless of what side of the aisle, they're they are the people that are getting fucked the most, and they stand up for billionaires
0: that are using tax havens and shit like that more than anything. It's like, don't you understand that they're the ones fucking you? Well, I, I feel like so many people in America are, like, propagandized without realizing it. That's fair, like, yeah. we are We're, like... They, they prey upon the fact that everyone, like, actually wants to work and, like, earn a living. Mm-hmm. And then they just completely exploit that that blind loyalty that some people devote towards companies.
1: Yeah, and then they take all of our money, put it all in offshore accounts, and uh, tell them that it's the liberals' fault.
0: Exactly. They drive- These commie fucks
1: <laughs> are, are the ones taking your money. It's like, mm. Are they? Are they? The math isn't really adding up. Good thing I didn't pass high school. (laughs) Because I'm I'm not going to guess and check and proofread any of this. I just trust that guy. I I trust that guy because he's got a letter next to his name that I like. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Fuck. D. R. Whatever. Fuck it. I think it's just preposterous.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, but on that same topic, Mm. uh, the new director of the SEC, Gary Gensler, like yesterday, came out with like this little like, um, I don't know, like, three-minute clip explaining how Chinese companies use shell companies in the Cayman Islands in order to more or less steal money. Really? Because, uh, like, all of the, the entire Chinese market is closed off to, in, like, the rest of the world. So they set up shell companies in the Cayman Islands that uh, are able to then be traded Great. to the rest uh, of the world. And then companies here also do that. Like, they lend out their intellectual property mm-hmm. for, like, $600 million and there you go. You have no revenue, no taxable money. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is devastating
1: to learn. Yeah. <laughs> God. China's gonna China's gonna fucking take over, man. They're
0: they're well on their way. Is, yeah. I mean, like they con- they're trying to invade the Philippines, dude. Yeah. Like what the fuck? They've been trying to take over Taiwan forever. Like John Cena having to apologize for calling Taiwan a country, country
1: dude. Oh my God. That that was wild. I'm like, we might not see John Cena again. For real this time. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> if he does
0: anything over in China, we know we're not getting him back. <laughs> <laughs> he'll just, uh, if he goes to China, he'll permanently live there, you know? He will be a citizen. A, a celebrity <laughs> in China. He's not allowed to leave. <laughs> and then everything we hear from him is just, like, I love it here, guys. I love so it here. Great. I really like it here. <laughs>
1: I'm John Cena and I love China.
0: You cannot see me.
1: <laughs> so then they're like, hey, what was that? What was that? Nothing, nothing. That wasn't a coded message. That wasn't a cry for help to my fans. I love it here. <laughs> I love it here. I really do. <laughs>
0: You're an AK in the background. What the fuck? It just cuts off. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs>
1: Way to go, John Cena. Way to go. Like, oh, uh, man, that, that was, like, one of the weirdest things where it's, like, there, there, there's certain things with, like, Asian cultures that they take shit so offensively, but then it's, like, also they're one of the most, like, diverse cultures in certain manners, yeah, certain ways. So they, it's, like,
0: they just have, like, such a long history uh-huh. that it's been, like, that they've maintained mm-hmm. uh, kind of through their own xenophobic stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the Great Wall of China.
1: Yeah, Great Wall of China. I mean, fucking uh, North Korea. Yeah. That's a perfect example. Oh, uh, I, I watched a show. It was actually a pretty quick watch on uh, Netflix with uh, Peter Dinklage hosting oh, okay. called uh, How to Become a Tyrant. And it's like, uh, basically, he runs through how all these dictators rose to power and then how they maintained it. And the, the last episode was about the, the Kim dynasty. And uh, the the thing that they did that was just so fucking perfect was they totally just shut off any and all communication and information from other countries and drive the narrative completely. They have it installed that there's a family running this show with descendants, so it will last forever unless China gets pissed off by them and lets us go in and roll
0: them up. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's an entirely interesting situation over I there with the way that they just get, like blatantly control their population. Like, oh, yeah. If you oh. mention Tenement Square, like, you're going to get disappeared. Oh,
1: yeah. You can't you can't even. F- I was trying to find a video of the dude getting run over by the tank, and I can't find it.
0: He didn't <laughs> get run over the, by the tank. He didn't? No, they actually stopped for him. And then, like, uh, what you see at the end of the video is, like, these two people that come out from the side and, like, take him off. Oh. Yeah, that guy wasn't, like, murdered that Oh, day. I
1: thought he was going to get run. I thought that was the whole thing about that video being so iconic was that he got run over by the fucking tank.
0: No, it's because wow. he stood up to that entire line of tanks. Um, yeah. But no, uh, that That was the last time anyone had ever seen him again. I'm sure
1: (laughs) whether he got run over by a tank or he shot in the back of a warehouse. He was not going to make it past that choice. Oh, yeah. But look at him now. Famous. Exactly. (laughs) Like that burning monk in Vietnam. Right. (laughs) Which self-immolation by itself is just one of the most upsetting concepts to me. Yeah. Like, it should be for people. Uh, it like, was that's like, a
0: serious commitment. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't feel yourself being burned at first. Like, you have to watch yourself get burned, and then you feel it. Yeah. And then it goes away. Yeah, because it
1: singes <laughs> all your nerves, so you just ultimately don't feel anything in the end.
0: Uh, assuming that you don't Hopefully you pass out. Hopefully you pass <laughs> out.
1: Hopefully. God damn. Because <laughs> if you're awake that whole time, man. <laughs> the horror. Right. <laughs> like uh, Where is where There it is.
0: Oh so much pain.
1: Thank you, Professor X. <laughs> you summed it up perfectly. You summed it up perfectly. <laughs> it's like you read my mind. Exactly. Have you played any good good video games lately? Have you had any time?
0: Oh, uh, I've been. Well, Joey got me hooked on Civilization. So oh, really? That takes up way too much of my time. <laughs> and then I've also been playing this game Godfall, which. I don't know. I thought it was gonna be better. It feels yeah. more like an arcade game where mm. like all you have to do is just like compl- you just like kill things. That's all you do. is mm. just like sit there and button mash and kill things. And then like there's a story to it, and that's what got me was mm. like I was like this story looks pretty good. Yeah. And then now I'm playing it. I'm like, wow, this is just a waste of time. This is such a this is such a jerk sash right here. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I just uh, finished Ghost of Tsushima. Such a good game. Such a good game. Dude, holy shit! What a game!
0: Right, yeah. I love doing those dual challenges, like to where you could uh build up to like get a the armor or yeah. a sword or something.
1: Yeah, no, there's the uh the uh, Sakai family armor, and it's like once you get that, and it basically makes it so that you can kill like up to five people in a standoff. It's like, why would you wear any other armor?
0: Exactly. <laughs> you know?
1: It's all of the other shit's purely cosmetic. That is the most useful
0: fucking thing. <laughs> I'm convinced that they made that more difficult like later in the game because like I was doing so good, then all of a sudden one day it just like flipped and I was like, mm. Why am I so
1: bad at this? You know what the key is? Just watching their feet.
0: Oh, yeah. Cause like they'll flinch
1: and stuff, but their feet will stay in place. Watch their feet and they start moving, and then you just let go of the triangle and they fucking die. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Uh, I got the charm that makes it bloodier. I mean, like, that's just more fun.
0: <laughs> right. I I decided to do that game, like, in Japanese with the English subtitles. Me sub-times. too. That's what, I, and I can't play it any other way now. I, I, I didn't realize that there was any other way to play it. I was I like, I saw that option. I was like, I can't listen to this in English. Yeah. I just can't.
1: No, it, it, it like, is actually really a totally different experience with it in English and I fucking hate it. I don't like it. It's like, this is fake. My what life what is kind alive. of whitewatching bullshit is this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's one thing for like, you know, Pokemon or final fantasy, something that's, you know, a Japanese IP, mm-hmm. then they dub it into English, but this is literally set in Japan. You're a samurai, you know, why would you ever, do this in English.
0: Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. It was,
1: well, it was an English studio that, well, an American studio. Yeah. Sucker punch or whatever. They're making a movie too. Oh really? Yeah. Which, I mean, it could be good, but also you could just play the fucking game. It's got a great story.
0: I would (laughs) rather play the game than watch that. I didn't
1: know. I didn't know that Tsushima Island was a real island. A and B that the Mongolians actually invaded there and got stopped there.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I I I mean,
1: they wiped out all the Samurais, but they didn't make it past Tsushima Island.
0: That's actually really impressive. Right. <laughs> I, right. I know that because of this game, a lot of people have been doing, like, GoFundMes to help restore some of those ancient places. Really? Those, uh, like, uh, those pillars that you would go to when you have to, like, do those, like, hikes.
1: Oh, yeah. The uh, the gates or whatever. Yep. The Toey gates or whatever. Tory gates. That's what it is. Tory gates.
0: Yeah. But, so, this game, like, somehow raised up a bunch of awareness and people started donating money to help restore that, that That's island. pretty
1: sweet, actually. I, uh, I fucks with that. You know what I really enjoyed about that game, though, was, like, I just had the the PS4 slim and a regular 1080p TV, and it looks phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure it would just sort of blow my brains out if I uh, saw it in 4K, like, full 4K. fidelity, you know, like that. Because I remember seeing Red Dead Redemption 2 on 4K and just being, like, I, I can't handle this. this is I am life. overstimulated <laughs> right now. This is this is too real. This is too real for me. <laughs> like, God damn. And, I mean, but then again, it's like, okay, for video games, I get it. But movies, I don't like 4K for it. Oh, really? It, it just – it was fine, HD, 1080, 24 frames per second. But when you get into 4K – and 60 frames a second, it totally makes the movie look, like, unreal at that point. Oh,
0: I, I see what you're saying.
1: You know, it's just a little too much where it's just, like, the human eye can't even process all this information that you guys are throwing at me. Right. You guys like are just All of the way movements are much. so
0: much more, like, sharp when you see them. Yeah. It's nice for gaming, but yeah. it's not great for movies. <laughs> not great for movies, especially some movies where it's, like,
1: uh, it, it totally destroys the illusion because it's like you can start seeing, like, makeup on people. <laughs> You're yeah. just like,
0: Ugh. This is too good.
1: Yeah, because I remember when uh, Hobbit, Unexpected Journey came out, Peter Jackson was really experimenting with, you know, different filmmaking techniques, which is why he decided to do all the CGI in that because he was trying new shit. Okay. And, I
0: mean... Was he trying to, like, do new stuff to make that Mortal Engines movie? I think so. That's unfortunate. (laughs) It's unfortunate indeed. Because that movie did not come out as good as I was hoping it would No? Did you read the book? No. No? I I figure the book is significantly better than the movie. I'd have to hope so,
1: because (laughs) they wouldn't have made the movie if the book wasn't successful, and uh, somehow they fucked up the...
0: Adaptations
1: like that, it's just like literally adapt it. Why try and put your studio zhuzh into it? And make it too cheesy. Yeah. It's bad. Bad,
0: bad. I have high hopes for Dune.
1: Yeah, I do too. So... I think I told you about it, that uh, Denny Vill- Vill- Villanueva, mm-hmm. the guy directing it, he uh, did Arrival and Blade Runner 2049 as, like, practice of how to make a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. just so he could make dude. And both of those movies were great. I mean, I didn't much care for the reveal at the end of Arrival that it was, like, time traveling aliens and That that movie kind of, I was just left a little bit uh, perturbed a little bit. Right. But 2049 was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And then those were just like... Practice so that right. he can get to the real meat and potatoes of his passion project, which is Dune Part One and Part Two. He's just like, he's splitting it into two let
0: parts. Let me just go ahead and drop these amazing movies real quick <laughs> so that I can, you know, just hone my skills a little bit.
1: Yeah, just I'm trying, I'm practicing a little bit, just trying some stuff out. Cause I mean, he did Sicario, he did Prisoners, he did uh, a movie with Jay Gyllenhaal called Enemy, which, if you don't like spiders, you don't like that movie. You're not going to see it though. <laughs> <laughs> like Cause he has, like, This identical twin, basically, out in the world. I I don't remember the movie very much, but he also has visions of just, like, giant spiders. And I need to look into what the the symbolism of, of it was, but it's like, he gets to the end, like, at the, like climax of the movie, he walks into his room, and there's just giant, fucking like tarantula, that just like, hangs out in the corner, and I'm like, nah, nah <laughs> yikes, that's a little too real for me, and I mean, I like spiders, I really do, interesting, but, it, pfft. That was a bit much for me. Just seeing like, because you think of a giant spider, you think Return of the King or uh, Harry Potter, Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets with Aragog, you know, but uh, you don't think of a giant spider in the corner of your bedroom in your apartment. Just casually, just casually (laughs) there, even though it wasn't really there, but it's still, it was like, God,
0: (laughs) did you have to do me like that? It's like,
1: wow, Denny, Denny, fuck. (laughs) But, no, he did, like, a bunch of phenomenal movies, so I really do think he'll handle Dune properly, especially if um, Warner Brothers doesn't fuck with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. If it, they don't touch it, it'll be phenomenal.
1: Because yeah. the the one they made in the 80s uh, that David Lynch directed, like, that almost made him quit his career, really? you know? Like, we wouldn't have uh, Twin Peaks. We wouldn't have Mulholland Drive or anything because that's how fucked around he got on uh, making Dune, huh. you know? And in... I mean, talking about studio horror stories, it's like that and Alien 3 are living abortions, basically. That their directors disown them, will not recognize them as part of their work, because the studio fucked it so bad.
0: So it's like Alan Moore and any of his DC properties? Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> Except if you watch the extended edition of Watchmen, it's pretty damn near close to the, the uh, you know, graphic, graphic novel, novel version. It's just they changed out the ending to be like Dr. Manhattan blew everything up, or they used Dr. Manhattan's power source to blow up cities rather than a giant squid. I think that was just and a easier. telekinetic bomb. <laughs>
0: I think it was just easier to do it that way. Wrap cause... your brain
1: around as a general audience, for sure. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, <laughs> that,
0: that would have came out of nowhere in the regular movie. You'd just been like, what the fuck
1: what the is this What the fuck movie? is this? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the graphic novel, they do all the setup and stuff where it's, like, you get, like, cuts and backstory, and it's, like, this these sci-fi authors went missing, but it's, like, no, it turns out they were on the island designing this creature, basically. Yeah. Which... I had to do so much digging to understand that ending in the in the graphic novel oh. because I'm like, wait, so was it a lot, a living giant squid and it's like no, it was like designed to die immediately once it got there and just set off that telekinetic bomb and I was just like, ah, oh, well I mean, it would have been cool to see the giant squid fuck some shit up before it died, (laughs) you know, instead of just, like, blam, land on Madison Square Garden and just wipe out everybody.
0: Right, just kill millions of people
1: by, like, (laughs) appearing there. Basically, yeah. They teleported over there, and then it blows up, basically. Its brain explodes and sends off that telekinetic bomb that killed everybody, which, I mean... You watched the HBO series, right? I did. Yeah. Wasn't it so good? It's so good. Oh my God. But when they did that, uh, flashback sequence for, uh, looking glass, I think that was the name, uh, the dude with the silver mask. Oh yeah. Uh, where he was like, a, a Mormon or Jehovah's witness or something like that going and selling gospel and he somehow managed to survive, but everybody died around him. And then it just like, cause he was in like New Jersey, mm-hmm. you know, that's how far out it went. And the, the camera flying over, back over to Manhattan to show the squid laying there on the building. I was like, oh, these guys know how to make a good fucking watchman.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying this. They did a phenomenal job. And then the, uh, the one where they actually, like, followed Dr. Manhattan through that entire thing. Mm-hmm. I just love that. Like, I love the way they did that in, in the graphic novel. And yeah. then they did it again here yeah. so perfectly. I mean – Like,
1: yeah, because that's such a hard concept for them to get across. Zack Snyder didn't handle that concept that he is experiencing all time, all at once. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He really just, like, made it feel too linear in the way he was doing things. He really did. And that whole section of the graphic novel, you're just like, Jesus Christ, Alan Moore is really on a different level. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Conceptually.
0: He uh, is releasing a new book soon, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, I
1: thought he'd retired. Oh,
0: no, no. Uh, Because he's,
1: like, living in south america i think oh really i
0: believe huh like because he he doesn't live in
1: london anymore i don't
0: believe well yeah uh there's this book i got this book by him that i was gonna read but it's like 1200 pages long and i just really <laughs> every time i look at it i'm like not not today not today uh, that's pretty anyway funny. it's called jerusalem um it it looks like it's gonna it seems oh, like I just saw something really about Jerusalem. In 2016,
1: he published Jerusalem, a 1266-page experimental novel set in his
0: hometown of Northampton, UK. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, I started reading it and just like put it down because it was like, this is dense. It was very like kind of like really like kind of down to earth, gritty almost. Yeah. So then I was reading it, I was like, like I was like right after graduation, I was like, I can't do this. As I'm beginning to figure out my life, <laughs> I can't, this is like, a
1: commitment that takes me off the you know track that I need to be on.
0: I can't read about somebody literally losing their mind while I'm trying to like get into my career <laughs> to try and
1: solidify yours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, like when you get around to it, I'm sure. Yeah. Check this out. It says, Moore is an occultist, ceremonial magician, and anarchist.
0: My God, I <laughs> want to know more about this guy's life. We need the Alan Moore documentary. Yes, <laughs>
1: please. Because, I mean, he won't, he will just refuses to let uh, anybody put his name on any of the properties they adapt. Even though I've heard V for Vendetta is actually pretty good uh, as far the, as the movie. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I really like. it. Liked is it? it? Okay, I'll it's check Natalie that out. Natalie Portman in it.
1: Right, yeah, and it has one of my favorite jokes from uh, Between Two Ferns with uh, Zach Galifianakis. He has Natalie Portman on it, and he goes, so you shaved your head for that movie V for Vendetta. Did you also shave your V for vagina?
0: <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> and she's just... I love between two ferns. Like so that's okay. another like Eric Andre type show. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like people go on there thinking that they that they're ready for this, and they are not ready for it. Yep. <laughs> like, the, I just watched the Diane Guerrero on Eric Andre. Really? Yeah. I love her. Fucking
1: hilarious. I man. love her. I gotta watch. Actually, I think I watched like a clip of it. Wasn't there like a bird that fell on her or something like that? I can't uh, remember. Maybe I'm thinking know. of somebody else
0: uh no they, they had a uh, like titus's brother but they just called him titus's brother so it probably wasn't his actual brother <laughs> and he comes out there and they just starts doing something yeah and then eric turns to her and he's like have you ever done cocaine <laughs> 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 and then some woman like from the side just like brings out this cheesecake and sets it on the desk while they're like well she's like answering that question and he's like he grabs like a handful of it. He's like, Do you want to boof this? It's you just want to like, boof this? She's just like, What? And he stands up. And He's like, like no creams it up his ass. Yep. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> I got to watch that episode. Have you seen uh, the Bad Trip movie with him and uh, Lil Ralph? I really need to watch it. It's very funny. And like, I'm not a huge fan of prank shit like that. Like, I think everybody but me went and saw Bad Grandpa because I was just like, I, don't, I didn't even like it when they were coming up with the old person shtick for Jackass too.
0: You just get, like, secondhand cringe. Yeah,
1: that's really what it is for me where I'm just like, ah, uh, I feel bad for the people mostly. But the Bad Trip did it excellently, like, so well that I was like, it fits into the story. It doesn't feel out of place, these little set pieces where they fuck with people, and uh, I had a real good time. T- Tiffany Haddish is hilarious. Oh, it has like, her in it too. Oh yeah, dude, and like she's acting uh, like Lil Rel's sister who broke out of prison, and they took her car, so they're hunting. She's on. Oh, wait, after him. I have watched this. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was
0: just thinking, like, what movie sounds exactly like what you were yeah, doing? Nah, yeah, I've seen that, that movie. One. Fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, every single stunt that they do. I love the car crash scene. Yeah, <laughs> she, she just gets out, starts going. <laughs> Oh wait, no, no! It was them that that just get out and walk yeah, away. They and just get she out and walk up. away, <laughs>
1: and then she hangs them off a building and everything. Oh my god! And the thing that made me laugh was how many people didn't recognize Tiffany Haddish or Eric Andre. Yeah,
0: that, that's the thing that always surprises me about those. Like, how do the jackass people get away with it? Like, I know how does. People, how do people not recognize them at this? Well, point?
1: that was the whole point of them coming up with the uh, old people costumes oh, okay. was so that they could continue to do shit like that. Like, um, God, what was another thing that I was think, uh, like? Borat. I think. Yeah, it was Borat. Borat 2, where he had to wear all those disguises and shit so that people didn't, like, interrupt the movie filming because they recognized Borat so much. But I loved how they made it a part of the story. Because right. you know? <laughs> uh, uh, that movie was so funny. Was so fucking funny.
0: Very well done. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I and I hadn't even seen the first one until right before watching that one because I'm like, oh, it's on Prime
0: now. We'll just watch Borat now. I remember watching Borat when it came out. Yeah. Like, like, me and my brother convinced our dad to rent it. <laughs> Luckily, our dad has, like, a sense of humor for that stuff. Good. So, <laughs> it was Way perfect. to go, Joe. Exactly. <laughs> if it had been my mom, that would have, like, ended pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> She's very, she was, like, super uptight about this stuff. Yeah, she no. She was, like, no chill.
1: <laughs> my mom was at the time, too. I couldn't see Borat or 300 that year. And it's like, everyone else is, though. Come
0: on. What do you mean I can't play Call of Duty? God. Right.
1: <laughs> And it was actually really funny, too, because it's like she didn't do a whole lot of research on certain things. So when I got the PlayStation 2, uh, I remember I was in, like, Walmart or Target with her and my sister. And I was this close to, like, I'm just like, hey, Mom, can I get this game? And it's Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And she's like, yeah, sure, why not? And so I, was like, I put it in the cart, and my sister saw it. She's like, Mom, you're going to let him get this game? It's like the worst, hands-down worst game of all the games at the time, you know, as far as content wise. I'm just like, thanks Lydia. Thanks for being cool.
0: (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I thought you had my back.
1: God siblings for, I wanted to kill gangs
0: in fucking South Los Santos. (laughs) Grove street. I was going to do productive stuff. I wasn't going to go to the strip clubs in this game. I
1: was going to obey the traffic laws. Okay.
0: Do you understand that? I swear. This is the most
1: accurate traffic simulator there is. (laughs) Do you want me to be a good driver or not? (laughs) You got to learn. That's so funny. Uh, But then if it
0: came to a movie, it was like, absolutely the fuck not. Right. Yeah, no, that they could easily just look up. Yeah. Or have already seen a trailer for.
1: Because I think it was either Terminator or Predator was my first ever R-rated movie, and it was because Carl brought it over and we waited until my parents fell asleep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, gonna be able to watch Terminator. Whoa, there's boobs in this movie. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, you finished off all that crust. Yeah. Can you, like, relax for me, buddy? Thank you. There you go. Thank you.
0: Dogs, man. Yeah.
1: What a rush. Um, That was the thing about Free Guy that, you know, now we're on the subject of Grand Theft Auto, that actually surprised me was how well they executed the game in it. Okay. You know, because it's like a GTA-style thing, but he, you know, becomes self-aware NPC, you know. Uh, but they uh, they really handled video – because so much TV and movies mishandles video games. Like unless they can get actual footage of a real video game, anytime you see something, the players are like clicking all the buttons and flipping all the sticks. And then it's like some poor, you know, bad CGI shooter animation on the screen. And you're just kind of like, well, I'm pulled out of this illusion right now, but (laughs) I call those
0: generic hand movements. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, well, all right. You know, you know how people actually play games. Pretty, pretty subtly. I'm <laughs> just moving the sticks.
0: However, I can't remember. I saw it in like one TV show where they were like realistically like looking like they were playing. I was like, why does that seem fake now? Yeah, right. <laughs> like I've never actually watched a human being play. Yeah. So then like when I see it in the movie, I'm like, I guess that's how we play.
1: I guess that's how people play games. <laughs> uh, there, there's a movie called uh, Dragged Across Concrete with uh, Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn. But uh, Tori Kittles, who was one of the black detectives in season one of true detective uh interviewing uh Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson but uh he plays like the third protagonist in it and his like little brother is uh you know designing a video game or something shit like that and like I was just impressed because I'm like, wow, they're not clicking all the buttons and looking stupid. They're actually playing this pretty realistically like it was a real game. I mean, the game looked like shit. That pulled me out of it, but I was like, that's a nice touch. The controllers were also turned on. The amount of times that I'll see shit where they're holding a PS4 controller and they don't have the light turned on in the back. (laughs) It's just like, who'd you think wasn't going to catch this? Or they just have literally everybody who plays fucking PlayStation is like, that controller's off. off.
0: That's not real. Or, or they'll have like the cable just hanging at a like way that wouldn't be natural. Right. It's like an older thing now. Everything is wireless. Yeah. I feel old. You're just like, <laughs> hmm.
1: Interesting. <laughs> right.
0: Was this an artistic choice or just because you
1: guys are broke? <laughs>
0: <laughs> was this incompetent or artistic choice? Yeah. Like, was this
1: a, you know, a Starbucks cop on the side of Game of Thrones or? <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe how sloppy and hastily ma- that last season was. And HBO would have given them all the time in the world.
0: Oh, they would have. And the fans would have gave them all the time in the world, too. Yeah. That's the and then that's they're just thing.
1: like, No, nope, I don't have the time. I just can't. I just can't. And I heard that, like, uh, both D and D weren't really even, like, on speaking terms. Really? While the writing of that show was going on. And it's like... How do you do that? Yeah. And then how do you just collectively say fuck you to an entire fan
0: base that put you guys at number one right how do you do that <laughs> they just like broke under the pressure I guess that, that's like my only guess
1: I guess or maybe they were just butthurt because they had to cancel their HBO show called Confederate about what world would be like now if the Confederacy had won
0: oh that's interesting
1: yeah and a horrible idea wow nobody wants to see that
0: <laughs> honestly I yeah, if they had released if it was that, the, like, I
1: would have checked it out if it was a Twilight Zone episode I'd watch it yeah. but a whole series predicated on that like Man in the High Castle I guess as a concept like the nazis won and they split the country you know through colorado and had gave the west to the japanese
0: oh that's where the iron curtain would be in america
1: yeah basically and you know the japanese colonized all the west coast from the rockies over and i mean that's a pretty cool concept but also i mean i'm not sure if i want to sit down and watch a show in which uh Cause I remember Tanner telling me one scene where it was like, "Oh yeah, Tuesdays we uh, we burn the the gypsies and retard[s]." And it's like, oh,
0: "Okay, yikes, <laughs> the, Ex, extra yikes." It's after arts and crafts. Whoops, <laughs> yeah, it's after arts and crafts, and then we uh, burn some uh, handicapped people. <laughs> we just we just set them all on fire. We gather we're, them together. They can't go anywhere, right. mind you, mind you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just round them up and uh, just burn them. And we just burn them. Burn,
0: burn dead. <laughs> Just, you know, and then that leads right into our midday barbecue.
1: <laughs> really gets an appetite going <laughs> when you smell all that flesh. It I mean, the ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> it really sets the tone. It makes you, you, get, you get, you work up an appetite when you're burning juice. Yeah. <laughs> It really is just a laborious endeavor. They they get all upset. They're like, no, no, I don't want to die. I'm just a little Jew. It's like, shut up. Get your ass in the oven. (laughs) You know the drill. (laughs) That's basically the premise of Man Man in the High Castle. It's like, shut up. Get in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Isn't it supposed to be like a really good show?
1: Yeah, I've heard great things about it. I haven't checked it out, though. Because I have a hard time checking out new shit. Like once I watched guns Kimbo on your recommendation, it's been sitting in my list forever because it's like Daniel Radcliffe guns bolted to his hands. I knew that concept, but I never sat down and pulled the trigger. So watching new stuff, it's like, gotta be like, you know, it leads into it. So I watched that movie. Then that, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, you were never really here. And then I watched unhinged with Russell Crowe. Interesting. How did and, that movie
0: come out? And,
1: <laughs> you know, I wish that they had Tom Segura play that role. That would have been perfect. But, okay, okay. like, it, it was just awkward to see Russell Crowe being as big and fat as he is being, like, this menace, basically. Uh, so and I and, and also rage. doing a Southern accent. Oh, God. Uh, I don't think you understand what a bad day is. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to find out. This ain't simple road rage. <laughs> Fight around the world. <laughs> but, I mean, I didn't dislike it, but also the, the climax was just like... Like, he just goes so overboard. Like, he kills her divorce lawyer, kills her ex-husband, kills, like, a bunch of people just to prove a point that uh, you shouldn't have been a dick on the road.
0: You just need to be nicer to everyone all the time.
1: Yeah, he starts by blowing up the house with his ex-wife and uh, her new lover, and then he just hops on the road, scot-free, and then... Uh, you know, she, she yells at him and he's like, I think we, you should apologize. And she's like, no, I didn't fucking do anything. You were sitting in the road back there and it pissed me off. I'm going to be late. He's like, all right, well, I'm not responsible for what's about to happen. Oh God. huh? Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a hard sell, but if you buy into it, it's a, it's okay. Movie. Movie
0: thriller (laughs) right yeah you have to like genuinely believe that this person's like a psychopath who's just like you know what i don't like the way your tone is i'm gonna kill you now that's basically that's the only option that's
1: basically the entire impetus was that she said a shitty tone she had a shitty tone when she talked to him well that's road rage for you exactly
0: like i i mean like i understand where he's coming from oh yeah and i I mean i do too
1: but i also yeah i'm not gonna stalk somebody and kill them (laughs) 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 or or kill people in their life or anything like that (laughs) But um, I, I'm going to wish death upon that person
0: alone. Just be like, fuck you. I hope you die. And then just keep going about my day. I usually hope that people get in accidents, but never get actually injured. Um, yeah. Not they because just I'm a total good per- their car and now they have to walk to work. Exactly. I mean, like it's not because I'm a good person that, that I don't want them to get injured. It's because I want them to have to like live with the mistake that they made yeah. coming out completely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's just like it adds a second layer of petty guilt. Or you're just like, "Oh man, I shouldn't have done that." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, karma is a bitch, I guess. <laughs>
1: oh my god. Yeah, no. And uh, but like I was saying before is like if I watch something new and it like gets the ball rolling, I'm much more receptive to watching new shit, but TV shows in particular drama TV shows are very hard for me to get into. I feel that. (laughs) You know, it it like, dude, somebody I used to work with was like, dude, you know what show you would love? You should get into prison break. And I'm like, okay, how many, how many episodes are there? I don't know, like 150, 22 episode seasons. And they're all an hour long. And I'm like, (laughs) nah, (laughs) just absolutely (laughs) not.
0: That's a, that's a hard pass. I like,
1: I like watching Wentworth Miller on, uh, play Captain Cold, you know, and then have, uh, and also his partner in crime in prison break is, uh, what's McRory. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, God, what's his character's name? I can't remember, but he's got the heat gun, flame gun.
0: Uh, yeah. I forgot his name too. Yeah. <laughs> I just know him as McRory. Mick McRory. Mick you Mick know, Rory. they, they call him that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's probably something kind of dumb. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably why I remember his actual name more than his, like, bad person. And, I mean, he's he's hilarious. Heatwave or something like that? It's like Heatwave or something like
1: that. Yeah, you're right. But I got to get into Legends of Tomorrow. I love that show. Because I've heard it's just very fun. And then they, like, brought Constantine in yeah. so you can go into the... Spooky
0: World. As soon as they brought Constantine in, like the, the show just like completely found its tone. Really? Like, yeah. It was hey. just kind of having a hard time at first. Yeah, like you know how uh, like you and Jack before we're talking about how like shows really start like picking up after the 3rd season. That was the 3rd season. Like Was Constantine? He, came, he comes in at the like the second half. And Matt Ryan is
1: Constantine. Phenomenal. I love him as yeah. Constantine. Like I, and yeah. he does the voice in all the animated movies. That City of Demons movie it was surprising how good I liked or how much I enjoyed that movie.
0: Oh yeah. Like that was so unexpected. I didn't know what I was getting into Me when either. I like watched that one. I was like, huh? Yeah. Oh. Oh. And then it's just always like, he always teaches those lessons where it's like magic is only going to take. Yeah. Like you never actually
1: win. It just mm-hmm. takes. And it's, it's so perfectly done. And, uh, however, I will say it was pretty disturbing when he goes and he meets the, the demon, the fat demon first, like they're throwing people into the movie and they're getting stabbed to death on the screen and all that. And you're just like, they're just casually murdering people. They
0: just love it. (laughs) Demons are pretty evil. They're kind of knuckleheads. If you ask me, I mean, that's how they ended up in hell. (laughs) Was was it hell that made the demons or or did did demons demons make make hell?
1: hell. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. Have you been keeping up on this season of Rick and Morty at all?
0: No, I watched the first episode but I don't like want to pay to watch it so I'm just waiting.
1: Yeah, that's kind of I I was feeling the same way but I got pretty sick of people just being like did you see the new Rick and Morty? So I've been like buying them each episode as they come out. It's like three bucks, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh they have one with like Hellraiser demons in it, and they just go, uh, your pain is our pleasure, you know, doing that stuff. And then like that oxymoronic uh thing where it's like it's like your pain makes me happy, which Makes me feel bad, which, you know, they keep doing that shit. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> uh,
0: like the scary Terry one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Who is this guy to tell us
1: what to do? Why don't we try hiding? Like, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> oh, bitch. <laughs> can't think of a pun involving pumpkins, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. Because, right, yeah, now, this season's been pretty good. But the thing that's interesting... Is like stuff that's going on with it, uh, which I heard like Dan Harmon and another writer or producer said that they're gonna really blow our minds in the last two episodes, which okay. is why I think they didn't release one this past week. Uh, but like the, the canon is gonna get shaken up in Rick and Morty, and I saw something that actually pitched a pretty good theory that I'm like. Ooh, this might be true. Is it Evil Morty? Related? I think okay. that's what
0: we're watching is the the genesis of Evil Morty. I was really hoping that it was going to be a theory about how Atlantis is like coming back to get them after like the fun they went and had. Yeah, after the that Citadel episode. I
1: know, but then again, that uh that guy Mister Nimbus in episode one is from Atlantis. Okay, okay. you know, so I don't know. I don't know, but. uh What's it? That's what, uh, like, because there's certain things that Morty's doing that seem out of character. There's certain things that Rick is doing that seem out of character. And I think that this theory is kind of holding more and more water as the show progresses that uh, where we're seeing uh, the origin of evil Morty.
0: Oh. Oh,
1: you think that, like... This family isn't the family from C-137. Like, this isn't C-137 Rick and Morty, because the the family is also on Cronenberg World. That's (laughs) C-137. Right. But, uh... No, I think that's this is a totally different set of Smiths and Rick and Morty, and oh, okay. we're seeing, you know, through this season how evil Morty is becoming. That's interesting. I yeah. I wonder if that's going to be the the case because we have two more episodes this season, so they got to when gotta do they release out. those, they might break down and buy it. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I think they come out in the next two weeks. Okay.
0: Fairly certain. I'll be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or you can just wait until HBO uploads it, because, I mean, now that everything is on HBO Max, they throw shit on there super quick now. Yeah, that is true. I mean, fucking Rick and Morty were in Space Jam, dude.
0: <laughs> right. That was that was perfect. I loved the little cameo.
1: Yeah. And I, I was like, I fell asleep watching that movie. And it was after that point, and I woke up. I'm like, did I dream that Rick and Morty was in Space Jam? Nope nope they were doing experiments on Tasmanian devil he's irreplace or irreparable or whatever
0: here's your raccoon thing here's your raccoon thing
1: (laughs) we can't we
0: can't cure whatever he's got
1: (laughs) like that movie wasn't terrible hey
0: Space Jam wasn't terrible
1: I mean it wasn't too too terrible it was definitely a lot of Warner Brothers jerking themselves off Winston you chewed up a sharpie dude what the hell Better hope that comes out of the carpet. Uh, i mean, I have to fucking clean that up. Damn it. Damn it, damn it. I didn't even know there was a Sharpie down there.
0: Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> That's a bummer. Um, But, yeah, no, Space Jam was fun. I thought it was definitely a fun movie.
1: Yeah, because you went in with no expectations.
0: I had zero. Like, I had the lowest bar. The
1: lowest bar, so it could only go over.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, because, I mean... I, I watched the first Space Jam several years ago because I got it at like, five bucks at uh, Target or something like that. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Space Jam. And I watched it. I'm like, oh, my God, that movie is really bad. It's just only nostalgia. It's only nostalgia feud, it fueled. And, I mean, like, in the mid-'90s, that captured a moment in time. And this Space Jam did not have that same sort of weight to it. No, it, was no, like, it did not. Let's just take uh, who's the Michael Jordan of today, LeBron. Let's, let's take that, and then uh, let's stuff some Looney Tunes and other Warner Brothers shit in.
0: <laughs> we'll make it fun. We'll update it. It's a computer game.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like Don Cheadle carried that whole movie on his back. He
0: really did. Uh, I, I just don't understand how his back is holding up after that. I one. know. Like that's got to be that's got to be one that uh,
1: you're going to take a couple weeks to. You know, rest and repair. You know, yeah, ice baths every ice day. Ice baths. <laughs> He's just like, oh man, my back is just killing me from carrying this movie on my back. Is algae rhythm?
0: Right. Yeah. He put on like probably one of the best performances I've seen from and I was like, why this movie in particular? Would you do that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you you have like. If Marvel gave him his own movie, I, which I would undoubtedly watch. Oh, they're um, doing Armor Wars. He's oh. getting a,
1: a Disney Plus show.
0: Okay. Well, I'm 100% there for that. Mm-hmm. And if he gives even like half the performance he did in Space Jam, it's mm-hmm. going to be a really good show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he got nominate,
1: an Emmy nomination for his like four minutes in Falcon and Winter Soldier. How? I, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like we were best talking. Best Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Or best guest performance. And it's like... Was
0: that a performance? Was that? I mean, he just kind of
1: showed up in a uniform and talked to them for a couple minutes.
0: And then just left. And left.
1: He didn't even show up in the third act of the series. Like, what are you
0: doing? (laughs) He was just there to tie things together. Yeah, exactly. He was just like, everyone remember that Bucky and uh, Falcon are also part of the Avengers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically. We, we need War Machine to really point he, this out. He's the yet. connective tissue, guys. <laughs> Not, he's also the only
1: other black character. <laughs> Not
0: their friendship to, to Steve. No. It, it's through Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle.
1: <laughs> he's all that's left. <laughs> you gotta get the cheats, man.
0: You gotta... Welcome to the dance floor, boys. <laughs> <laughs> he is, like, the only surviving, like, original character besides Thor. And Hulk, and Hulk, yeah, yeah. I just don't pretty much. I just don't consider like the original Hulk. I, yeah, I, because the original Hulk,
1: he's basically dead at this yeah. point. Like <laughs> Bruce Bader just overtook his body.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he killed him mentally. They 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 figured out a way to like come together, and take the brain
1: just, and the bronze. <laughs> best of both worlds. Time travel. I see this as an
0: absolute win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and. I think uh, probably my favorite thing, little piece of detail, because they didn't even have to make it seem like his big hands would be problematic on a keyboard. They didn't have to call any attention to it, but they're like,
0: no, let's have him use a pencil to push all these buttons. Right, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I didn't even actually think about How would he type? Like, maybe he just has a bigger keyboard. Yeah, I mean, why not? He's a genius. He can make himself a bigger keyboard if he wants to. Exactly. Like, he's got that Avengers money. He could probably have a custom (laughs) keyboard made. Who pays the Avengers?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Because they're not government employees. It's just Tony Stark. Yeah. He's uh, single... Handedly bankrolls the Avengers. He
0: basically owns the franchise. Yeah, exactly. That's his pet project. Yeah, <laughs> but now what? Who's going to pay them now? <laughs> like, They're going to have to get jobs. I want to see one of Maximov in a regular job. Yeah. <laughs> like... You know, being like a cashier. Right. And working <laughs> at, at, at a like Trader a Joe's. I was gonna say a Starbucks and she's <laughs> just like making the drinks with her magic. <laughs> yeah, I mean they would be highly official. She'd be employee of
1: the year for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: it's
1: like I gotta pay the bills, man. They kicked <laughs> me out of
0: Avengers facility. <laughs> being a superhero just doesn't pay in these in these trying in times. these trying times.
1: <laughs> it's really tough to get, get by on a on a superhero's salary <laughs> which is non existent. <laughs> like,
0: how much do you make a year? Uh, oh. what are, what's welfare checks again? <laughs> like, uh, Scarlet Witch, save
1: us. Like I can save you for, for money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll do it. For, for money.
1: money. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's paying me to yell at this guy? <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, I, I, love, I love it. And I finally have gotten over my uh, my PTSD of being held hostage in L.A. Watching season two of uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. now I, I watched Get Swifty. And uh, however, I I still taking time off for that Purge episode. I've seen that one. Way too many times.
0: That's fair. I've only seen it a handful of times, and I'm like, I could probably never see this one again. It's pretty well up there. Yeah.
1: How <laughs> well, about well, well, like, like, you cut to three weeks earlier when you're still alive?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, Morty. Wow, Morty. <laughs> you just purged, Morty. <laughs> I love that how he reveals that, uh, like, the Purginal or whatever it's called. Yeah. was in whatever he ate. Yeah, that it's, like,
1: Purginal free. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, did Morty
0: kill? Maybe that adds more to that whole evil Morty thing. Could be. We're giving life to a theory. (laughs) Tune in next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I don't know, because they didn't have an episode this last Sunday. Granted, the episode that they just did was kind of... uh, a more serious contained bottle episode where he goes into a uh, bird person's consciousness to save his life. So it's like a uh, eternal sunshine, of the spotless mind. They reference that plenty of, like in the title too. Oh, that's amazing. But, uh, it's, uh, and then it gets to the end. It's like boils down Rick's friendship with bird person. And it's like, Oh man,
0: that's a bummer. They were brothers. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I am bird person. <laughs> In bird culture, that is what is known as a dick move. That is a dick move. <laughs> well,
1: in the in this episode, he's just like, uh, my people, my species thinks of names as another version of a cage. So my friends just call me Bird Person. He goes, "Oh wow, they really fucked you societal lo- wise or something like that <laughs> on a societal level." He goes, "Indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed." <laughs> just very serious. <laughs> just the best. All right, I think we can really wrap there, buddy. Okay. It was really fun having you on. Thanks for filling in. It was fun being here. Yeah. Glad I could. Replace a Jack with a Jake, and (laughs) I think the whole world's better for it. (laughs) You know what? I think so, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, go ahead, like, rate, and subscribe DMT Studios on YouTube. We need the views, please. I totally forgot that you were like also filming. Oh yeah, no. I just
0: like never looked at that camera <laughs> until now.
1: Well, see, you maintain the integrity of the show.
0: Yeah, well, that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes fourth wall bla- breaking and glancing at the camera is okay, but it doesn't matter if nobody's watching it.
0: For me, I am not going to listen to Spotify and watch on the YouTube.
1: That's fair. At least you're picking one. Yeah, but. I'd like more people to watch it on YouTube. Granted, I am also kind of a hypocrite. I can only watch one podcast, and that's your mom's house, and it's because they have video. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) You know, I don't watch any of the other podcasts.
0: Yeah, they're really not worth watching.
1: It's pretty redundant, you know? And I mean, like, Howard Stern's been recording his shit for years, but also, he'd have porn stars sit on a Sibian machine, so... There's some content there. There was something to be seen. There's something to be seen. Exactly. Whereas here, it's just us bullshit. Just two dudes sitting at a table Just talking. two dudes <laughs> at a
0: table. <laughs> two dudes, one table.
1: Two dudes, one table. <laughs> 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 That's it. <laughs> um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, follow me. I'm at SammyB underscore DMT on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh... Jake doesn't even really even fuck around with social media because he's smart.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do not want to have a social media presence whatsoever. That's a pretty
1: good move. It's a pretty good move. I say keep that up. Keep that keep that attitude up. because uh, I'm I'm uh I'm devastated that I have to have one to promote this show.
0: It's for a good cause. It's for a good cause, Take but also for the
1: team. Yeah, also it's just like soul crushing to hop on the- <laughs>
0: And every time you get on there, it's like, oh, God, here goes three hours. It's like, uh,
1: Exactly. That's it. Exactly that. And then it's like, oh, these uh, these Taliban memes are pretty good, but what am I doing with myself? <laughs>
0: that's how I feel every day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, otherwise, uh, like I say, like I say every week, take a sleazy Mary McCheesy. You want to do Jack's sign-off or do you want to do one?
0: Uh, I don't have a sign-off. No? I, no. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Yeah.
1: There you go. You know. We can go without the whole love you guys thing. That's all, folks. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do, pig. That, that'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take it, Sleazy Mayor McCheesy. I said it again. I'll just cut that part out. Fuck it. We'll keep it in. Who gives a shit? Who really gives a shit? Let me just
0: hit, hit stop take recording. Take it, Sleazy Mayor McCheesy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the end. <laughs> With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.